Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Would it be okay with you if we had a little bit of fun on this episode? I hope so, because I'm in need of some, so you're along for the ride. I want to title this episode something like Heaven on Earth and the Landscape of Heaven and talk about who we really are, these souls having a human experience and how we can get our money's worth out of life. First, I just got an email from the universe. I don't know if you have joined Mike Dooley's messages from the universe. Tut.com is his website, tut.com. But every day there's something empowering that comes. And the one I got today was an important reason we want to see your present dreams come true as quickly as possible is because we already know a little bit about what will likely happen just beyond them. And that, quite honestly, put a smile on my face, thinking about the dreams that I have, achieving them, and then some miracles around the corner. So let's get out of our head and think about what's possible today. I would love that. 
I'm just as human as you are. And we will talk about life after death, definitely. But if life after death is true, which it is, who are we as human beings and what are we capable of? So in our time together today, I'm going to ask you to use your imagination. We will get into the landscape of the afterlife. When we each expire, we open our eyes, we're in a beautiful place that resembles our earth And there's all kinds of great things to do, to explore. Of course, our loved ones and our pets are there. Well, how do I know this? There has been much research done through people who have had near-death experiences and the realm of different mediums and sages and wise people. My friend Roberta Grimes, who hosts the podcast Seek Reality and who has a number of books out, she is a lawyer. That's her main profession. She's also a biblical scholar. She's got some great words for anybody who has that battle of is researching the afterlife going against religion. Uh, No, definitely it is not. But she also wrote a book called The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. That's a book I bought a long time ago when I was on my journey. And the title really upset me. At the time, my dad was making his way into the afterlife, which was a a brutal time, and he was suffering from cancer. So the last thing I wanted to hear was somebody says that dying is fun. However, the book isn't what you think it is. She has researched over 200 years of different mediums. And for me, combining that information with mediums that I know, near-death experiences, current research, We have a pretty good idea of what happens when we depart. One thing about near-death experiences is I think there are billions of different experiences that people have had. Most people that have had a near-death experience are still connected to their body. Actually, all people are, but some people travel a little bit further than others. Our consciousness is still connected when we have a flatlining experience. So we may experience seeing loved ones, we may experience seeing some great things that lead us to know that the afterlife is real. But absolutely everything that we experience, can we say it's real? We can't. And I do think that that's because we are still connected. They say there's a silver cord that is still attached while we have a body. For instance, a lot of people see all kinds of different things. I mean, some people see their favorite religious figures. Some people just imagine light and an overwhelming sense of love. A small percentage of people see scary things. I have a friend of mine who at one point in his life, he tried to take his life. And it was not all butterflies and sunshine. It was horrific what he experienced. In his words, that made him want to live. But is there something to be frightened of after passing? I don't think so. I think those negative things can come from our subconscious. Way back on episode 11, if you remember, I interviewed John Davis, who had a near-death experience, and he was flatlined for an awfully long time. He experienced all kinds of good things in the afterlife, 
witnessing life review, witnessing the place where people learn to communicate with loved ones back on earth, experiencing a library where he could go to any time and learn about anything, seeing people have reunions with their loved ones, witnessing elderly people transform themselves into the younger version, more healthier version of themselves. The things he described are the things that are aligned with what Roberta Grimes' research shows and also the trance and mediums that I currently know. First, can we agree upon a few things? Number one, that we have a voice in our head that never stops talking. If you don't think you do, let me just stop talking for a second. You might have just heard, what little voice in my head? Well, that's the voice. When you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, are you filled with empowerment that today's a great day? Are you grateful for all the things you have in your life? Huh. No, you say? Rather, I shouldn't have slept so long. I have things to do. I'll never get done everything on my to-do list today. Oh my gosh, look at all these gray hairs, etc., etc., etc. So we have this voice that is not our champion. It's our ego. It's part of being human. We can't do much about it, but we don't always have to listen to it. Can we also agree that we are miraculous beings? We have everything to survive. Give us a little food, give us a little drink, give us a little exercise, give us a little sunshine. Within us, we are these powerhouse beings. We have cells doing things. We have no idea how they work. Internal organs, breathing. We have consciousness, which is not explainable. We hold memories. In fact, every seven years, our cells regenerate themselves. And so who we are today, we aren't the same people we were seven years ago. How can we all have memories from when we were children? We are miraculous. We are living on planet Earth, which is pretty miraculous, just enough distance from the sun to keep us alive. We have gravity to keep us on the Earth. We just happen to have everything. We started off as just a ball of rock with maybe some vegetation and some water. And out of that, billions of years later, here we are able to invent computers, build houses, have technology. We are living on a miraculous planet. We think of this planet floating around the ever-expanding universe, and of course our brains can't get it. They say for every grain of sand on planet Earth, there are a thousand stars like our sun with planets around them. We can't even conceive of that. So outer space is definitely mind-blowing and miraculous. And let's talk a moment about inner space, shall we? We've all bought into the illusion that we are real, but are we? I don't know if you've seen the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? But it may be worth revisiting or do a little search on YouTube for the quantum level of things. But each one of us and everything we can touch and see are made up only of vibrating energy. On a quantum level, and this is proven by science, 
down to our tiniest little atom that is making us up. All we are is invisible, vibrating energy. Is it an illusion? Well, I feel pretty real. Everything I do is pretty real. But is there a bigger picture? It is said when we expire and we migrate to the other side, that who we really are, which right now is souls having a human experience, that we are still us when we get to the other side, meaning our memories, our personality. We can be whatever age we want. If some of us wear glasses, we don't need glasses. If we're in a wheelchair, we have legs and we can walk. The world around us is very much like planet Earth. I'm asking you to consider that this mind that we each have that dictates whether things are good or bad, and it seems to be worrying about the future or feeling guilt about the past, very few moments of being in the present moment. But that little voice, that little ego is preventing us from being who we really are. And that is soul's divine souls having a human experience. I'll get into this a bit more in our next segment together, but it is of my belief that when we are on the other side, we communicate through thought, we can think something and create it. And I think, and I've experienced such times that I believe we are powerful souls while we are walking on planet earth. Is it as easy as just wishing for a hot fudge sundae and voila, one ends up in your hand? No. Here on Earth, we have time and space, but we are more powerful than we know. When we come back from the break, I want to tell you a few experiences that I have personally had that have completely made me realize that I am a divine soul. And we'll get into some tips of how we can work to make our dreams come true. Just like that quote from tut.com said at the very beginning, there's more to life than meets the eye, and there's more to you than you know. We are also going to hear some words from the great Silver Birch through the trance medium, Maurice Barbanel, and also hear some words from our very own trance medium, Scott Milligan, and the words of Mr. Eric about life in the afterlife. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Dr. Sky, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Let's use the power of our imagination, shall we? Let's imagine that we are in heaven or the hereafter. It's a beautiful summer's day. Every day is perfect. Life is good. The problem is, too much of a good thing becomes very boring after a while. So this game was created that we're going to create a place called Planet Earth, but you're going to forget who you really are. Lots of souls are lined up to come to this place. The good news about planet Earth is you get to experience so many different emotions. There's negative things, which makes you really feel the positive things. There is stress, pressure, grief, all opportunities to overcome and be on your spiritual journey. There are people that you interact with and even some that may rub you the wrong way. You think of an oyster has a little grit of sand in it? Well, just like people, that irritant has the possibility of turning you into a pearl. So the game of Earth was created. It was created very much like life in heaven, or as some call it, the summer land. We human beings are divinely powerful. 
Do you remember in 2006, the movie The Secret came out? Everyone was told that all you had to do was think about something like you have it, and then voila, you would have it. Well, it doesn't work that way. There was a great book written called God Will Work With You, But Not For You. So it takes some effort on our part. The same author of The Secret, Rhonda Byrne, got a little bit closer with a book called The Magic. It is filling your every day with so much gratitude for the things you have, and then one step beyond, giving gratitude for things as if you already had them. I know the times that I've practiced that 28 days, I feel like miracles have shown up in my life. A couple of instances where I knew that I was a divine soul, years ago, I put this to practice. There was a young man that I had a crush on. He didn't even know I existed. And this was all done as an experiment. I visualized that one day I got the phone call and he invited me on a date. The interesting thing happened is that it happened just as I visualized it. Another time, I was on an airplane set to change flights in Salt Lake City, Utah, and meet up with my mother at a vacation destination. My flight was delayed. I knew I'd miss the connecting flight. But instead of being upset, I decided to imagine that my flight landed in Salt Lake City. The connecting gate for the next flight I was supposed to take was just next door to where I arrived, that that flight departed late so I would make the flight, And when I went to board, a first-class ticket would pop out of the gate machine that I would be upgraded to first-class. Lo and behold, my friend, it happened exactly that way. And I met my mother on time, as opposed to being delayed. One more quick one. For years, I catered for race car teams. One of the race car drivers, David Brabham, had never won one of the biggest races in the world, the 24 Hours of Le Mans in France that happens every June. It's a 24-hour endurance race, very difficult to win. So the two of us sat together, visualizing exactly what would happen that would cause him to win. Hour by hour of the race, who would overtake whom and how it would unfold. At the very end, they would give him a circle of roses that he would wear and be in winter's circle spraying champagne to all the people looking from below. Well, I watched that race and it unfolded exactly the way we imagined it with all the emotion and all the good feeling of his victory. And of course, at the very end, they presented him with that ring of roses and he sprayed the champagne. And I cried. It is really hard to concentrate and be this grateful for things that haven't happened yet. And our ego mind, the voice, does not want us to do it. But my friend, we are divine souls and we can make stuff happen. I'd like to read to you now something called What Happens After You Die. Maurice Barbonell was a great trance medium. And these are the words of this Native American silver birch that spoke through him. 
I think this dates back to the 1930s or 1940s. And I have permission of the Spiritual Truth Foundation to share it with you today. One day after death, you'll be the same individual as you were one day before it, except that you will have discarded your physical body. You will express yourself through your etheric one, which is a replica of the physical one. It does not, however, reproduce any of its imperfections. All disease and infirmities will be left behind. The deaf will hear, the dumb will speak, the blind will see, the cripple will be a cripple no longer. You must try and understand that life in the spirit world is not dreamy or nebulous. It is full of activity. It is just as real as the life that each one of us lives here. We are accustomed to think of the material world as being real and solid, although actually this is not so, as the science of physics proves. The things of the mind, or the spirit, seem to us shadowy and vague, but to those who live on the other side, the mental is the real, and the physical is the shadow. This, doubtless, will be hard for you to grasp, but you will find a perfect analogy if you think of your dreams. When you dream, all the things that you encounter are real at the time of their happening. They only become dreams when you wake up. If you never woke up, and dreaming was the perpetual state of your existence, then that state would become your reality. The spirit world is round and about us. Some people see it and hear it because they can tune into its vibrations. It's not situated in some far-off continent. It is part of the universe blending and intermingling with the physical world. You must dismiss from your mind the old-fashioned theological idea that after death, there is an undisturbed eternal sleep. There may be at first a short time of rest to enable the newly arrived spirit to adjust himself to his new life. This usually takes a little time. Then he meets with those who have preceded him. Families are reunited. Old associations are reestablished. Friendships are renewed. I know the question you will ask, how will I be able to recognize those who have gone before? This is not a difficulty. They will know you, having watched over you and kept in constant touch with you. Then, because the spirit world is a place where thought is the reality, they will be able to show themselves to you as you knew them. Sometimes people are puzzled because they learn that there are houses on the other side. You must remember, though, these are not houses made of bricks and mortar, but constructed out of thought. This applies to the clothing that is worn. The instinct to clothe oneself is deeply rooted and has become habitual. No one would dream of walking through the streets unclothed. This habit is part of our mental makeup. That is why it persists on the other side, where mental states are the reality. What about food, you may ask? Do they eat? As long as there is a desire for food, this mental desire is mentally satisfied. As long as one individual craves for food and drink, he can obtain the illusion of what he requires, and it satisfies him. You may call this material if you like, but it is far more sane and logical than pearly gates and golden harps. In the spirit world, there are no language difficulties. All people of all nations speak the same language, thought. There are no words to be mouthed, for ideas are conveyed telepathically from one person to another. 
Words, after all, are but clumsy substitutions for thoughts. What about age, you may ask? What happens to old people who pass on? Physical age and mental growth do not proceed at the same rate. We rashly judge a man's mentality by the age of his physical body here. On the other side of life, it is the mind which survives, and mental growth consists of progress towards maturity. Little children will grow older. The old people will grow younger. What work do they do? Each person seeks to express his natural talents. In this earthly life, there are thousands of singers who have never sung, actors who have never acted, painters who have never painted, poets who had never written a line of poetry, musicians who have never composed a note of music. All these talents never had an opportunity of being expressed because through some economic circumstances, usually, the owners had to follow the same occupation to secure their bread and butter. On the other side, they can and do express their talents. For them, life is a continuous road of progress. Spiritualists also indulge in the habit of mentally communicating with those who have passed on by sending them messages, treating them as if they were actually present in the room. I know that these messages are received, for again and again I have heard Spirit return thanks for this communion and give evidence that he has received it by repeating to the medium some of the ideas expressed. Spirit life is not a state of vagueness or eternal sleep, but one of activity and labor. Idleness and unemployment do not exist there. There is plenty for all to do. Although I know it is difficult for us who are immersed in material affairs to appreciate the activity of the spirit world. Apart from labor, there's opportunity for recreation and enjoyment. There are means of education and instruction in all branches of life, in whatever particular form of knowledge the spirit desires. Of course, many of them are engaged on tasks which mean cooperation with people in this world. Some of them are hard at work helping to make communication between the two worlds easier. Others, attracted by people in our world who are following similar lines of research, industry, art, or reform, naturally return to inspire those efforts, although people in this world are unconscious of their spirit interest. That is from the book They Shall Be Comforted by Maurice Barbanel and Silver Birch. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. In the last segment, you got a little tour of what's possible in the afterlife. And imagine you get an opportunity to go to the halls of learning and you can explore anything you want to explore, any time, whether it's past, in the present. You can meet up with people, you can attend a concert. It all sounds great, right? But There is something hugely of value being here on planet Earth. We can learn things in the afterlife. We continue to grow. Whatever we don't get to do here on Earth, we can do over there. But what is it that we want to do? We really want to do. I have three questions I want to ask you. If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do or who would you be? If you knew you had $100 million in the bank, what would you do or who would you be? If you knew you only had six months left to live, what would you do or who would you be? We humans spend a lot of time doing things that our heart is not invested in. And yes, I know we have to work, we have to pay the bills. But 
we are divine souls that can create anything with gratitude. You have a dream of traveling? Perhaps you get one of the devices I have. I have an Oculus 3D headset. I can travel anywhere around the world. Take a tour of the Taj Mahal if I like. Those three questions help get me in touch with what's important to me. When we can let go of the voice that's so busy trying to get us worrying about the future or feel guilty about the past, we aren't present to what's really in our hearts. Have a heart-to-heart with yourself. Only you can do it. There's no right or wrong answers about what's important to you in your life. What I'd like to do now is share with you a conversation from our resident dead person (laughs) through the trance mediumship of Scott Milligan. Almost every Friday for well into our four years now, we have an extraordinary conversation through trance mediumship. There's a couple of questions asked, and they were just asked this past week, and they struck a nerve with me. So I think They'll make a difference for you. The first question is, do people who have crossed over experience sadness for leaving their loved ones here on earth? And the second one, which we'll get into after the break, will be a question about are people in the afterlife preparing for us before we get there? So let's listen to Mr. Eric. Do people that have crossed over experience sadness for having to leave their loved ones behind on earth? Thank you. Well, my friend, may I say this to you? We do not grieve how you grieve, and it may sound very cruel to say so, for our world is not governed by time. Your world is surrounded and controlled by time. To us, it could be a summer's afternoon, but to your world, it can be of many years. So we don't have time to grieve. We may see how you have reacted to our passing, and we draw close and scream in your faces, Stop crying, I have not gone anywhere but you do not hear us. We wave our hands frantically in front of you, but you do not see us. So, my friend, we don't necessarily feel sad. We become frustrated and ask the question, why can't you see me? But then there are so many of my world are seasoned in this and will give counsel to those who are newly arrived. We call the state of arrival the summer land. It is when everything is at its best. You may ask to support those who are left behind, and you will assist in the work of helping them through this troubled time. When you draw close to your world, we may be reminded and therefore we may feel a certain emotion that will echo the sadness. But we are feeling it from you, and we must react to it to try and make you laugh, make you happy again. And that is why thoughts come to you of happiness, 
then you know it is from our world. If you think of someone in our world and it causes you trauma or distress, it is of your mind, not of our reality. But your world, you see death differently to how we have experienced it. We just wish that we come into alignment with each other. I say frustration, I can also say it is passion. I become passionate for your world, but I also see how you can be cruel to each other. I may use the word sadness only for your mind to accept the emotion that we are not emotionless. We see death as you come to our side of life. We see it to be a type of celebration. No one wants to be greeted in a mournful manner. We see it as the celebration of honoring who you are. But then we are reminded that our celebration is your sadness, and therefore we are called to duty. I have no one left of my family that I used to hold. And therefore, my friend, my family is complete. My children's children still have those who walk your world. But that is their responsibility. And we will hold them eventually, of course. So my concern and passion is helping your world to thrive, but I see great unrest, and therefore I see how cruel your world is. But I see great potential, and I must cultivate that potential to devour the sadness of your world and replace it with the happiness so no longer will you call our world heaven. I call heaven your reality. And so your loved ones, my friends, when they come into the summer land, we hear them say, oh my goodness, oh my God, where is this place? And we have said, welcome, welcome. And there is your family. They may say, oh, my goodness, mother, you're there. I thought you were dead. And she says, no, I am alive. And we put to bed this nonsense that when you are dead, you are eternally asleep. You are more alive than you can ever imagine without the constraints of time without the constraints of being emotionally drained or physically tired. That is no more. How can I paint a world that your eyes have not seen fully? There is no tears of sadness in my world or pain. A child, when they fall, they simply bounce. There is no dark specter that haunts them at night. There is only love. Your world carries the darkness and also the light. Sandra, my friend, is that pleasing? Yes, thank you, Eric. 
I must reassure you all this day that death is not the villain. But I must reassure you in the most kindest manner that your loved ones who have preceded you are alive. They live in my world. They serve the community, and the community serves each other. Would it be confusing to you all that in my world there are streets just like yours? Would it be confusing to you that there is no separation by language in my reality? There is no illness. There is no dying. There is no time. There is no gravity. There is colors not of your spectrum. Sound not of your frequency. The past and the present exist as one. We can see the bend around the corner. But we do not tire. If there is a question, there will always be a sufficient request of answer. But it will lead you to a greater question. It is of progress. This is the reassurance I give you. But understand this. This could be the rambling thoughts of an old dead man. But I have only adopted this persona to help to deliver the thoughts that my world share with you. I am not this failing man that is portrayed through the one we love, that I may have passed as an older one, but in my world now I am at my best, and so will you. Great words from Mr. Eric. When we get back from the break, we'll hear some more words, including are our loved ones preparing for our arrival? And what do we do in the afterlife? You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. There's more Sandra coming right up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. On this episode, we're talking about life in the afterlife. And can we create heaven on earth? And I say we can. Next, I'd like to play the second part of Mr. Eric talking to one of the ladies who joined us on our Friday trance demonstration. You are more than welcome to come join us on a Friday. Just look for In the Arms of Eternity at our store page at wedontdie.com. You can come for free or you can leave a donation, but come and get your questions answered about life and the afterlife. Time is slowly leaving me. Let us continue. Thank you, Eric. We have our friend Joyce with us. Hello, Joyce. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Eric. Hi, Hello, um, my dear. I trust that you are well. I'm very well. Thank you very much. My question, Eric, is um, when people on our side of life are terminal and we know that they're going to the spirit world, what do spirit do in to get them ready for their passing to going home? For instance, a cousin has cancer. She's terminal. When her time comes, will they have something ready for her there, like a bed? Or it's just, just something that's always been on my mind. I just said I'd ask. Of course, my friend. And may I be tongue-in-cheek with you? Yes. You're all terminal, you are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I jest with you. Please forgive my dry no, sense. it's fine. But may I say this to you, if one has recognized that the time of their life is beginning to ebb away, ready to begin again, 
It is how one will be pleased to experience death. May I ask you, do you go on vacation, my dear? Yes, I do. What do you like to do on your first day of arrival? Explore. Explore. So when you come to our side of life, my dear, you won't rest, you will explore, because it is the summer land. If we treat it like vacation, some people would like time to rest. Rest will be given. Some of you would like to be reunited with old acquaintances. That will be the reality. Some of you will like, as yourself, will like to explore the land and get to meet all people. Then so be it. It is how one wishes. The newly arrived, if they wish rest and recuperation, then indeed the state of familiarity will be a bed in the most finest of rooms. And you'll just wake like you wake in the morn. And as you open your eyes, all those who have preceded you will be there and say, this is your special day. And warmth will be given, laughter will be shared. It is truly a breathtaking experience. But it is how one wishes to leave the memories behind. It was once said to help you to understand that your world you're living now is the dream. Our world is the reality. In a dream, you can have a nightmare. You can have great success. You can do things that no one else would wish you to do, but it will be kept a secret or known amongst many. But when you come to our world, the nightmares will fade and you will be free again. The body, as it is said, carries the illness. It carries the imperfections. It may carry certain ailments, afflictions that just make people more lovable. In my world, the blind will see, the deaf will hear. Those who are bound in bed or in chair will run as fast as the wind. Children will laugh. Children will thrive. It is how you will accept your summer land. If you wish for a bed, you will wake within a bed, but it will be your family will say, come on, I did not raise a lazy one. Come along, see what I have seen. I wish so much to share it with you. It is hard for someone to perceive that in our world, we have concerts, have great gatherings. Those who are performers act and bring pleasing experiences. Media arms continue to be the voice between higher minds. Our world is the reality. But at the moment, it seems to be a dream. 
One day you will see it for yourself. What you worry today will be gone tomorrow. That is why I say to all of you, live for each day. Understand what is important and what do you wish to leave behind. A name that they people will speak fondly of, of how you yourself helped to kill or to please or to ease someone's mind. But at this very moment, there is someone in a bed trading all their wealth with God and saying, I will give it up for one more day. Death cannot be brought or bribed. But death will come and say, listen near. Close your eyes and listen. Can you hear the voice? of those who you have known, go to them, so I can claim your body and put it back into the earth. So, my friend, what will be pleasing will be the reality. Is that pleasing for you? Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Understand, my friend, it is the body that experiences pain and must rest. The soul itself does not need to rest. It just needs to rise. I asked Mr. Eric once what the purpose of life is, and he said to destroy self. And when he went on to explain, what he's talking about is that negative voice in our head. To rise above it, not listen to it, not be empowered by it, but live life the way we choose. None of us likes to lose at playing games, and the game of life is such that it seems really hard to win. But if we do our best, if we make our life about being the best we can be, making a difference for other people, having as many experiences as we can, and loving, then we can't go wrong. I'd like to read to you the epilogue of my book. William Shedd said this quote, A ship in a harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. And I say, you are the commander of your ship. Your soul self determines your destination, and your sails are full of your desires, positive emotions, powerful thoughts, and gratitude. In the past, you may have felt like a ship without a rudder, unable to steer yourself to the magnificent destination of your dreams. You may have existed in fear, constantly being tossed and turned by the mighty ocean waves of life. However, you now have a rudder that will guide you and direct you to places more spectacular than you could have ever dreamed. It is your time to venture out of the safe harbor and into the wondrous seas of life. You are more powerful than the mightiest ship in the oceans. And here's a quote from Mark Twain. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. When the moment comes for you to cross the bridge, have no regrets. Know that you have lived, you have loved, and you have traveled courageously in the direction of your dreams. I put a sheet in the back of the book that people could tear out. 
in its 10 daily habits to supercharge your life. I won't go through them all now, but I have practices to wake up your soul self, who you really are. Like in the morning, make a list of your accomplishments and what you're grateful for. Do some things to make a difference for another person. Have integrity. Be your word. Laugh. Try something new. Please be sure if you don't have a copy of my book already, go to wedontdie.com. At the bottom of the page is a place if you have not yet signed up for my email list or if you want to do it again. It says you'll receive the first few chapters of the book. The truth is, it is the entire book. Also, if you'd rather hear the audiobook, go to the store page at wedontdie.com. Scroll down a little bit and you'll find the We Don't Die audiobook. Please use coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E. Chapter 10 is How to Survive Grief. The PDF version is also included, so you can print off those last couple of pages if you like. We can create heaven on earth. The biggest challenge is us. Well, it's that mind of ours. We can set it aside. We can continue to read and listen to empowering things, talk to empowering people, come to our free Sunday gathering where you remember who you really are and witness a live medium demonstration and know that in this invisible space around you, you have a team of loving cheerleaders who know you will see them again, but that your life right now is for a reason. So go be brave. Take one step today, one little action towards one of your dreams. Can you? If you do, I will do the same. I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. 
Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.